everybody and welcome to another one of our podcasts. Today I have one of Wales's funniest female comics. She came to fame as half of Bicep Duo, who won Opportunity Knocks in 1978. She has appeared on numerous TV and films such as Crossroads, Howard's Way, Dangerfield, District Nurse, Casualty, Chancer, Poppy Queen, The Freddy Star Show and Dirty Tricks. As long as, as well as that, she's played with various musicians. We're going to hear all about it. Welcome, Jill Ray. Hi. Hi, Hi Jill. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Well, I'm okay. I'll keep smiling, which is the main thing, isn't it? <laughs> now, I've been doing a little bit of research on you, but not, not too much. So don't worry. A lot of it is still going to come from you. But I understand that you actually met the other half of the bicep duo in 1965 in a coffee bar in Tipton and ended up marrying him. So, yes, that's right. So let's start at the beginning. Tell us about that to start with. Yeah, well, I used to go to the coffee bar with my friend Janet um, and one week she'd gone on holiday, I was on my own, so I went into the coffee bar anyway and Arthur was rehearsing they, because they used they used to rehearse there and they used to do gigs there in the evening. So I, I met him over lunchtime and he came over and asked me if I'd, I wanted to have like a drink and I said, no, thank you. And he just walked off. <laughs> but then he, then he asked me if I was going to come to the gig that night and I said, well, I've nobody to come with because my friend's on holiday. And he said, oh, just come anyway. He could sit with the band. So... That's how I ended up um, being a bit of a groupie, hanging around with all the bands and having a sing when they were rehearsing. And that's how it started, really. So, and so when did you, your first gig as a duo in a pub called the Union Cross in Elbury Road, Greeks Green? I've yeah. heard of places looking you up that I've never heard of before, but that was in 1968. So, how did he come from being in one band to then? becoming a duo act with you? Well, he's, the band split up, basically. The drummer went up to London and the bass player went somewhere else. And Arthur got a, he got a gig with this guy who reckoned he could play drums um, at this pub called the Union Cross. So I went along, as I normally did. Uh, and the guy who was supposedly playing drums, he couldn't... He couldn't Beat. And most of the people went from the lounge, well, what they called a lounge, into the bar because basically it was so bad that, you know, the, and the, the guy just got drunk anyway uh, and decided he was going home, left the kids drums and just started sitting there with his guitar. So I said to me, why don't you just go and sing like you know, do a few songs with me. So he sat behind the drums because I don't know whether you saw the opportunity not click. He used to play guitar and drums at the same time. And he actually sat behind the drums and uh, playing the hi hat and the bass drum with his feet, playing guitar. And I started to sing. And gradually people came from the bar into the lounge. Um, I was 
I was like wrecking it. I thought, oh my God, people are coming in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the end of the night, um, the owner of the pub asked us if we'd like to work there every Saturday. So I actually started in, in the business. Um, I don't think there's one job apart from the charity job, but I never got paid. So, and my the, the grand fee for that gig on a Saturday night was three pounds. <laughs> so it's considering that Arthur also had a job in the day, okay. and he was earning six pounds a week to do six days. God. That was good. That was big money. Well, so we we did about six Saturdays. And then one Saturday, an agent came in and he said he's looking around for new acts and were we available for the following Saturday because he'd been let down by somebody. And we said, no, we're working here. And he said, well, it's £12. (laughs) (laughs) So we went and had a word with the owner of the pub and he said, take it. So so we, we took it and... We didn't really look. We didn't really look back, except for the fact that, like, we worked about four or five Saturdays on the trot, and Arthur said, "Oh, why should we? Why should I work six days a week for six pounds when we can go out as a couple and get twelve pounds?" And of course, as soon as he gave up his job, we, we had no work for three months. <laughs> so that's that's not really. Yeah. Uh, we we just we carried on and on and at the time we, we tried forming bands but it just didn't work and we gradually got work we used to do about ten shows a week. Ah, and and how did you come up with the name by set? Well, it was actually the drummer guy who thought of it because he said by is in bicycle too. <laughs> the set of two, he said. Of course. It can have a different meaning now if you say goodbye. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were even introduced once to bisexual stuff. <laughs> so any, anything could happen, but how brilliant. Yeah. So now you obviously were working as it, and then you ended up on Crossroads and met Huey Green and did really well there. So tell us about not Crossroads on Opportunity Knocks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it took us nine years of auditions to get on. Uh, we passed. I've got letters saying we passed for about six years on the trot. But if there was another male-female duo on, like Peter and Lee, then we would never put another duo on. So, so but but I, 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 I was, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was a good time and. I mean, I'm looking really, I've, I've got, um, I've got the video of the whole show. Uh, which I've seen you shared and it's, and it's brilliant. And people really should look it up on, because um, it's it's there, isn't it? On TV, it's a TV show, isn't it? That they, sh- that it's on, because they can find it on YouTube, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was in about 2000, Jonathan Ross's company got it to because he was doing a quiz show. And he wanted to use us as one of the questions on the quiz show. And then I, I was asked if, do you have a clip, you know, of opportunity knocks? Well, we didn't even have a video recorder in 1978. Yeah. So um, 
Jonathan sent us the, the, the video. And I remember on that video, somebody actually did recognise you and they guessed it because there were three of you up and they guessed who you were and they said, we've seen her perform when they were growing up. They were like, they, they, they knew of you and they knew it was really big and they guessed you because between six between 68 and 78, you'd been doing quite a few gigs, even though it started. But you haven't, you weren't just playing the pubs and you were playing with big people that were around at that time. I mean, were you there when like, because I know you're from the Midlands. So was it like ELO and all of those were around at the same time? Were you? Yeah. Well, one of our, uh, what the bass player from ELO, Kenny Rokert, he, he, he was brought up, he was not talking to us. So, and we, we used to um, meet up with different people, although it didn't mean anything to us then because they actually, I mean, they actually went on to be big names, you see, at the time they were just, just ordinary guys in bands. And just just all, all, all being young and growing up and having a good time together. Yeah, some more than others. <laughs> Um, Graham, have, have you got anything you want to ask Jill? I know you're more you're the musician here. Did, did you want to ask Jillian? No, 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 really. What was it like at the time, um, Jill? Was it really like an eclectic mix? Where obviously it was a time of, as you said, it was money was tight, but that didn't hold anyone back, did it? In terms of going out there and performing, getting on, and uh, you know, and helping each other. Well, hate to say it now, but I mean. There are young bands about, but a lot of them are just going out and do it. They do open mic nights and, um, you know, I think that's a shame. We, we used to, I, I don't know how we spent had the time really, because we'd rehearse at home and then we'd have all the gear in the house, rehearse at home. I'd get my daughter from school, cook tea, my parents would turn up to babysit. Then we go out to a gig, and on a on a Friday on a Friday and a Saturday we used to work at a pub till ten o'clock, and then go off to a nightclub, say in Nottingham or Manchester or wherever, and work till three o'clock in the morning. Um, and then we got we had a residency on a Sunday lunch time, so we'd literally have a few hours kick. I'd get up and I'd, I've got a timer on my hooker, so I'd put, you know, everything in and put it on a timer. So we'd rush back from the, from the lunch gig, have lunch, and then off, off again <coughs> on the Sunday night. So, I mean, uh, for ages and ages, we were doing 10 shows. Oh. 10 shows a week, you know. I don't know where all the money went, because I haven't tried to left. <laughs> <laughs> must must have been must have been the tax man. <laughs> so, yeah. so so uh, so all don't enough to pay tax, Graham. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got it all in off, offshore accounts. I, I I knew I knew it, I knew it was somewhere. I I knew it was somewhere. We spent it as soon as we earned it. Yeah. Well, bringing up a family, you must have been exhausted. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I sort of at one point I went from. Nine stone, no, I was nine stone in weight. I mean, as you know, I'm not very tall, I was nine stone in weight, and I suddenly went down to six. <gasps> Incredible. <laughs> so I, just, I, 
I used to make my own stage clothes as well. So I, I, there's not enough hours in the day now. It's doing nothing. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't think, you know, I put the alarm on and think, sod it on, have another half an hour. <laughs> but as, as as well as being on the on did you meet on did I see something you, you were watching Ozzy Osbourne the other day and you were saying oh that brings back memories did you actually meet Ozzy Osbourne as well well I'm sure he used to come in the pub we used to work out but he wouldn't know me because he was always well point. but but there's, <laughs> there's enough of them we don't have to worry about him anyway so um but you know, as well as the, the singing and bringing up a family and making your own clothes, you were also in um, a lot of, uh, asked to appear on TV and films as well, in your spare time. <laughs> yeah, well, the first, by the time we moved to Wales, we, um, I think 1986, um, we joined Equity. Every time now we chaired the South Wales Variety Brand. Oh, um, so we joined Equity, and then a few months after, um, we got a, a phone call to say that they're looking for background artists, like supporting artists. They just called them extras now. And at the time, we used to work for the BBC for uh, a like Land in Cardiff, and um. Used to be ITV, but then it went to Central. So we used to work. Um, you know, you used to have to go and have a, a, an interview for things. Mm-hmm. So our initial interview was for a film called New World, and it was about the Pilgrim Fathers. Sure. Um, we did it. Any time we well, we only had one gig that week, and. It was a Sunday night and we had to be on set for half past four on the Monday morning. So we, uh, we sort of did the gig, came back home, unloaded the gear, had a cup of tea, sandwich, and went straight off <laughs> to the filming. <laughs> pulled up on the car park as a taxi pulled up. And it, it was, I think it was February or March, it was really cold. And uh, of course, this guy gets out of the taxi, and I said, oh, It's stupid, they get in with this unearthly hour. And he said, Oh, he, he said, Get in off. He said, I have a good night's sleep. I said, You're lucky. I said, We haven't even been to bed. <laughs> well, we did gig last night. I said, We had to go home, you know, have a cup of tea, and then get straight in the van and, and come, you know. And we were walking up, you know, onto the set, and this guy said, Oh, I'm James. And I said, I'm Jill, and this is Arthur. Like, and it wasn't until we were actually in costume that I realised it was James Fox. <laughs> wow. So we used to meet the same, every morning, we used to get there at the same time. Uh, or, or if he was a bit earlier than us, and we walked on set, he would say, Hi, Jill, I asked. And then we were all going, Oh, God, how long have you known <laughs> Um, and he was lovely. We used to have coffee with him and have a chat with him because I've talked. <laughs> I talk to anyone, don't you, Jen? I talk to anyone. <laughs> and some people would oh, quick cross the road, he's Jill. So, and, and also, there was a, 
I know publican that's that was a big Welsh um oh, it's still running now. Is it still running now? Gosh. Yeah. It's a bit like the archers, but on TV. Well it, it, I played well, I just play loads of loads of things like Archie Barmaid at the um what's it? Something arms of God thinks it's been so long ago. <laughs> Armour's arms, yeah. That was the barmaid there. Um when the pipe broke out and had to hand over the baseball back to the landlord. <laughs> I actually played. I actually played in one episode of Casualty. I was in. It, I was uh, four times in it. All right. So me once. If I had, had three lines to say, I was. I was a woman in the laundrette. Oh. Somebody didn't turn up, so they asked me if I'd stay after that had finished. So I ended up then. I was. They put an anorak on me with a hoodie, and I was got a duffel coat and a, a bag on my back. Getting, I was getting off the train, so it was like a slight a face, you know. And then I was um, a patient in a, a clinic, a private oh. clinic, and I they took my hair up on top, put specs on me, and I was reading Country Life, and I was sat there, <laughs> and then I was. It's a roulette wheel at the casino, and it was all in the same episode. And I said, I told my friend that I was in Newton Place, and they only had, they only recognised me in the laundrette. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even see me anywhere else. I was hiding behind something on the side. Yeah. So, uh, one of the other videos that I've seen of you is when you were in Dirty Tricks with Martin Clunes. Yeah. And I know we've spoken about that before in the past, but can you tell our listeners about that episode and what they made you do? Well, I, I, I was with an agency at the time and they, they rang me up and asked me if I was still awake. I said it wasn't. I said, yeah. Are you claustrophobic? I said, no, not particularly. Or oh, oh, we, we need a body in the, in the bag, you see. So, uh, you'd be working with Martin Clunes. So, and it was um, Eland Valley, it was so, but it was still a couple of hours. Um, and I, I got there, and it was only me and Martin in this well, most of the day. So, I, I, I wanted to bring him home, Miss Lovely. <laughs> but, what, but what they what they did, we had a rehearsal um, of me getting into the boot of this car. And um, then Martin had to drag me out. Of course, he was dragging me out. You know, he said, I'll have to be rough to get you out of the car. And I said, well, that's okay, because I'm not going to go in there. <laughs> but of course, it, we forgot that he was that, that put me in thin liners. So I, was, I got my arms like this. And I stood in a bin liner and I taped round my knees. And then they taped round my shoulders. And then before they put me in the boot of the car, they put a bag on my head. Gosh. So you looked like you were a dead person. Yeah. yeah. And of course, when, you know, they said, oh, you know, we're going to, they put me in. And then they put a concrete post. There was a hole door, 
concrete post and a rope and me in this concrete booth. And I thought, you're going to be all right, dear. You're going to be all right, you know. Keep breathing. Because <laughs> I could just get some breath from, from the Really scary. I mean. and, uh, and I said, oh, we're just going to close the boat now. And I thought, oh, my God. And it never occurred to me that they were going to close it. So well, I was there. Well, it was literally seconds it was. It was doop, doop, like that. <laughs> and then uh, it dragged, dragged me out. And, uh, and it got, well, he had to put me on the floor. And... The filming of me when I was on the floor being tied up with a concrete post, which could be a bit, you know, wrapped in thin liners, could be screen uh, <laughs> a bit kinky. But I, <laughs> I kept laughing because I took a bag off my head. <sighs> I mean, Martin is going round and round me with this rope, and I and I said something like, uh, "I don't think you have to go round with it that much." And he said, "Well, you seem to be enjoying." <laughs> Then, then he had to, because then it was, they keep um, stopping the film, so they put the bag on my head again, and they had to pick me up and put me on the wall of the dam. So, yeah. I mean, if they, if they put plastic bags on people's heads nowadays, they think they wouldn't get away with it, I mean, would they? It was, I mean, I will say this, it was a shopping bag, so it was quite big, so I could... Oh, right, I <laughs> It wasn't, they didn't let you breathe. But um, oh, I, I look back at uh, I don't know whether I could help them do it then. <laughs> well, I, I think you're incredibly brave and, 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 and amazing. But with all the acting and the singing, you then, what made you move over into comedy? Um. Well, about 11 years, I used to do comedy at Big on stage. Um, uh, and one, one, of the, one of the reasons was there was a club one night and a fellow shouted, you can't sing. So I told him a joke and then I started playing, sing! <laughs> <laughs> so it was, yeah, because um, I, I got a part-time job. You know, you do when things go down a bit you, work so I used to work in the local co-op and one of my friends said oh um it was on the radio today that age Cumbry that's <laughs> eight concerned Wales are looking for a funny spell fifty and I said well why what are you telling me for you know funny <laughs> <only> twenty five <laughs> anyway I I rang up and applied and to go to the audition and and of course, I'd never, I'd never written anything on my own before, so I ended up doing a bit of a boot camp with two or three, um, you know, open Indians, writers, and culminated in 12 of us, I think. I think the oldest one was about 78. We did this show in the library. And then um, a few days after, um, the guy who ran Cardiff, Comedy Festival emailed me and said, um, Do you fancy doing something for the Comedy Festival? And I, and I ended up doing a 10 at the Glee Club. <laughs> so that was the first time I went on stage on my own, really. I've done a lot of comedies, you know, my life's not been so good for about six years. So. 
I'll <laughs> cast away a year ago, so I'm having to reinvent myself for it now. Yeah. No. So. And that has been one of the beautiful things about lockdown, because without lockdown, we would never have met. No. You know, and I think it, that this is great that with Zoom meetings, we meet people and we still don't know anything about the people we're talking to. I mean, even today, you, you're just uh, wonderful. But you ended up on the Freddie Star show as well. I, I saw yeah, a clip there. That, it, well, it was very much a background, but I was, I was uh, one of his wives in the sketch. <laughs> so. Graham, have you got any more questions you'd like to ask Jill? I would. Now, on your travels, Jill, did you work with Roy Walker? Yes, yes, worked with Roy um, in the West Country, I think. Um, well, Somerset, I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely loved God. Yeah. Is he like in real life? I say real life, I've only seen him on the TV, but is, is he that good? Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he never used any any bad language on stage, and and um, you know, we can get on. Well, I get on with most people anyway, but yeah, yeah, he's a genuine guy. Like, you know, but I, I'm friends with his son, uh, Phil Phil Walker. Yeah. On, he's on Facebook. He's a comedian as well. Yeah. On in terms of the the comedy that was on at the, on when you were touring with those acts um at the time do you think that's comedy that was on then like the roy walkers um i'm trying to think of the guy from bullseye um jim bowen, uh, jim bowen. and do you think those acts transcend time well it's different it's different now isn't it i mean it's all gone so bc now mm. i mean you, you can't you can't call somebody Karen, can you no 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 so, i mean if you if you Name is actually Karen. Well, I'll be going to change it by default. It's like it's like oh, you can't you can't say that to me. But I, I think people, you know, I like all the old comedies anyway. I like you know, all the oh, I, I I mean, I remember um, as like you know, your three, two, one, and um, catchphrase and. Uh, I'd, he was he was like Dave Allen when he spoke, um, Roy Walker. It was yeah. just so calm, yeah, really, really calm and nice and embracing. Yeah, yeah. a one gig we did. Um, after was tuning his guitar up on stage, you know, he, he said to me, "We want first go and get a drink." So I was at the bar with Roy, and a woman tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, "Oh, isn't your husband lovely?" <laughs> He's okay. Oh, I don't need to knock my lap wings on the telly. <laughs> 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 the boy turned around and he put his arm around me and said, Many people, she's my wife. So, of course, we go on stage and you could see it going around the club. That's Roy Walker's pipe up there. <laughs> Superb, and you know, as, as you know, we're studying day one at the moment, aren't we? Yes, yes, 
accommodate so I, we saw him live in 1970 something it was fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. now he's he's someone isn't it again he, as we said he, he just speaks softly yeah and every word counts yeah and and the storyline but it, he doesn't use a punchline. Obviously, the very end is the punchline. But and but you're captivated for five minutes. Yeah. Um, now, is there any other ones you've performed with? Too uh, many. Too many. <laughs> too many. That's what I wanted to hear. So much. <laughs> right back to you Elaine <laughs> okay well you've obviously had a had a great time touring with lots and meeting lots of different people which to you were just people on the road with you because you are one of them as well <laughs> you, you know some people will be going oh, no, did you no. meet you Ray? oh my god <laughs> oh, no, no, but nobody's ever heard of me you see I mean I'm you know it's around the clubs and TV and that so. She was convinced she wouldn't have it that I, I didn't do Coronation Street. But there was a lady on Coronation Street, about the same thing, going back quite a few years, going back, and the hair colour, everything was the same as mine. She was the same height as me. And if I go on a set somewhere, that some, sometimes get me mixed up with her. And this lady, every time I met her, she said, I saw you on Coronation Street last night. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. I've never done Coronation Street. <laughs> in the end, I got so pissed off. Pretty But the next time she said, I saw you on Coronation Street last night, I said, would you like my autograph? She said, yes. So I gave her my autograph. I said, just don't tell anybody, you know. But, I mean, it, 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 of course, it goes all round then, doesn't it? Oh, Jill's on. <laughs> I, 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 I've done every other program but that. <laughs> oh, so, you know, I, 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 you know, if they come up, if anybody comes up to say saw you on some, so I'll go, yes, okay. <laughs> I think somebody said to me, oh, all these, you know, actors, famous actors and comedians you've worked with, do you ever ask them for their autograph? I said no, but I've been asked for mine several times. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> what are your hopes for when all this is over? Do you hope to be able to go out and gigging around Wales at all? Well, if anybody offers me something, I might consider it, but I'll probably be walking on the hills in a phone or something like that. Jill, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and i really like to um, thank you very much for all your time um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much for listening, listeners. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. Bye. bye.